Welcome to the Everlasting Education Podcast, where we're striving for the best of education through a gentle contempt for education. Hello, I'm Scott Postma, your host, and joined my co-host, Joffrey Sweet. How's it going, Joffrey? I'm pleased to be here, and I'm pleased to be here on time. Awesome. There you are. Because <laughs> we're, we're talking about time today. Time, time, time. Hey, and I, I want to throw a side note plug in here. Our chief academic advisor. Isn't that exciting? Yes. What a great title. Thank you. Joffrey's got a new title, and uh, we'll talk a little bit in the future about some changes. But today we're going to talk a little bit about, um, well, we are talking about time, and it's in relation to uh, Kepler directly in in terms of some changes we're making in our calendar. But we want to talk a little bit more about the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. How is a calendar liturgical? Well, is every calendar liturgical? I would say yes, it is. <laughs> Hit us. <laughs> well, let's start, first of all, just briefly. We want to talk a little bit about liturgy. What is liturgy? And liturgy comes from a Latin term that actually stole it from Greek, but it really has to do with a public ministry or eventually meaning a public worship. And it really has the idea of the way that a common use of something shapes our thinking shapes our culture it teaches it informs right we might even say that it urges it does urge yeah absolutely so we think about a a, you know liturgical prayers we think of liturgical calendar uh, liturgy in our worship so corporately we come together to be shaped and informed and urges us in a certain direction corporately now before we you know we start talking about time and how this connects to time um let's just take a brief aside to note that uh, we all of us have liturgy and liturgies right? and we have liturgy in our worship services and the liturgies throughout our life and in our worship service it doesn't matter how simple how low church yep. or how high church our our worship might be it's it all has a liturgy if you can expect the same thing from one sunday to the next what you have is a, is a liturgy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I remember hearing a pastor speaking one time about, you know, churches that have altar calls all the time. And, you know, that's a kind of liturgy, right? Yeah. It informs people. Liturgical with, revival. <laughs> there it is, constantly <laughs> revival. So when we talk about the calendar, though, a calendar is a tool, right, that marks time according to prioritized and special events, yeah. right? And so when we even think about our modern calendar today, we can think of it as a kind of liturgy that shapes the culture to think about itself in a very specific way. Right? Yeah, that, that, that shape and that direction is, is what's really key. And, you know, one of the things that, that we both talk about frequently in, in with, with one set of language or another is, is just encouraging Christians to be considered in everything that they do, yeah. right? To think about everything you do. Why are you doing this thing? What does it mean? You need to know for everything. And if that's the case, then what we are talking, any time management that you do has a liturgical aspect that's to right. it because one hopes that everything you do with your time is meaningful. That's right. And, you know, to just to build on what Joffrey was saying, the idea that we were saying, why do we do what we do? And along with that question is, and why are we not doing something else instead of right. it? Right. Because because that choice is shaping the way we think. And and, and that, that something else may also be a good thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and it may be uh, just to you know, remove it from, from uh, an overtly uh, sacred sphere. It may be that the decision is, 
karate instead of jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're doing our time. And jujitsu is great. Sure. It is a noble thing. But is that for, because for it's, us, it's better that it be karate? <laughs> hey, look, I gave karate the upper hand. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, as you can tell, we're having a little bit of fun with this, but we are we are serious. <clears throat> about being intentional about the way we think of things. So let's just take the modern calendar we, we were talking about and, and think about some of the, you know, calendar events and how that shapes the way we think about things. Mm. And one of the things that comes to mind, I, there's two big things I want to talk about, but one that comes to my mind, first of all, is you think about the civic holidays, Labor Day, Veterans Day, uh, Memorial Day, right? And that really shapes and informs what is a priority to our culture. Yes, that's right. And, you know, it, it, it's one thing if Memorial Day is is a priority for mm-hmm. you. I mean, that, that makes that makes good sense uh, as an American. But then if that if that's the case, and yet you don't remember when Easter is, mm-hmm. right? You always remember what weekend Memorial Day is, right. but you can never quite remember when Easter is. Perhaps there's not some time to reevaluate there. Sure, absolutely. And, and so when we think of um, the way Oftentimes, you know, that Memorial Day and say Labor Day seem to be bookends to our summer. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the American way of Monday through Friday, living my life. And then Friday, it's, you know, let the hair down to the weekend and then come right. back and go to work. Right. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. it is a kind of liturgy that we live. And I think by ordering, you know, even the modern calendars that say Monday is the first day of the week mm. by ordering you know, the Lord's Day being the first day of the week, Sunday being the first day of the it's week. It's shoe such calendars, folks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really, I mean, that, that's that's definitely one of my hobby horses with my yeah. students. Sunday is the first day of the week, and then Sunday. I furrow my brow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and the, you know, and then the other part is the cultural aspect of something, say, like Labor Day. Mm. Okay. Uh-huh. And we, we you know, you think of that as the workers' day. Now, uh, there's, a, there's a joke in our family that, you know, my dad – you know, taught us that Labor Day was the day when you work the hardest of the year. <laughs> hey, they're all going to the lake. Oh, no, they got it wrong. This is the day we really labor. Uh, but Labor Day, you know, celebrating the proletariat. All right. Yeah. And so, you know, there's we I think it's important for us as we look at our time to be constantly making these sorts of decisions. The holidays make it easy for us to see. Well, OK, Memorial Day, July the 4th. I see the good in those immediately. Yeah. And then I look at Labor Day and I think, huh. I'm no communist, I'm not, right? <laughs> and then what does it what does it mean for humanity if I buy into the ideas behind Labor Day? Is it Christian? And you know, so we should be evaluating these things all the time. And this includes our school year calendar. Yeah, the academic year is informative about what we think about life. Let me tell you about something that happened last year. Yeah, when a Kepler family uh, was was talking to me, a local Kepler family, and so there are a bunch of amazing classical Christian education choices here. And our spring break uh, didn't line up with mm-hmm. these with these other organizations. And this mom was like, "Hey, what's up? They, they all they all coordinated all these different organizations." And I said, "Yeah, but ours is on Easter." <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that mom was an awesome sweetheart about it, but definitely that, that, that discussion was over because we did it on Easter. Uh, so yeah, just some, something to think about. It, it might shape the way we're thinking about things. Well, and, and doesn't it though, when, when you think about the a culture's priorities, um, we can look, I, I think one of the most stark um, 
examples of this in recent decades is the dropping of Columbus Day uh-huh. to celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And and whatever you think about, you know, those things uh, isn't really the point. But thinking about the way the calendar is used to shape what is important in and, a culture. And don't pretend it doesn't. Right. Instead, embrace it and calendar better than the heathens. Yeah, that's right. So so let's think about, you know, in, in terms of ways that Christians can can think about their calendar, the way they schedule. And I think one of the best places to start is to think about the Christian calendar and, and what that does. You know, historically, the Christian calendar follows the life cycle of Christ. Yeah. And it was often used before people, you know, before we had Bibles and codex, you know, kind of form so you know it, it wasn't like you could go down to the local you know store and pick out your bible and which version you wanted um it this is uh you know this is a way of teaching corporately the people of god how to think about their lives surrounded about the, around the life of christ right, right. yeah and you know this is this is kind of off to the side but a, a practical place where kepler listeners um have this touchdown you know kepler doesn't take uh civic civil holidays off nope. um, but no you know we just sort of they're there uh, we don't make people work during those times either those times either but if you have a teacher who has a class scheduled on mondays it we leave it up to the teacher yep. and so that's something that you should you know probably prepare for talk talk with the teacher uh, because we we do have a bunch of teachers who, hey, it's Monday. It doesn't matter that it's Martin Luther King Day. Um, you know, we have class, and there are others. Right? Yeah, of course, we're taking it off. Right. <laughs> yeah, and and that that is the the prerogative of the teacher. But again, it it is something to think about in terms of what is shaping our you know our thinking our lives. Well, you know, following a Christian calendar, uh, this is something just on a personal level that um, I, I've tried this year. I'm starting this year to be very very intentional. Um, mm. about thinking about which day on the Christian calendar is, which week it is. Um, and, you know, and, and as a Protestant, we may not look at Lent the same way mm. as, as, as others do, but at the same time, being aware of the fact that, that this was important in the, in, the, in the early part of the church. And it connects us to Christians of all ages, and yeah. it reveals also the Catholicity of, uh, of Christianity, regardless of what faith tradition tradition that you're in, right, right, and I think by starting there, that's a kind of catechism. That's a kind of way of just ordering our lives that would inform the way we think about our work, the way we think about our education, and everything else. Right. Yeah. I mean, I forget exactly how Chesterton's quote about tradition goes, but you know, it being the 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 opinions of the dead, or however that goes exactly. But you know, a, a liturgical outlook on time mm-hmm. is eminently classical. Yes. Why do we educate classically? It's not because we found some sort of magical pedagogy. It's because we believe that humans throughout time have things to teach us. Yes. Right. Yep. And th- 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 this is true of, of the church and of how they look at times and to celebrate a feast, to celebrate a day with saints from a thousand and two thousand years ago is wonderful and pretty classical. It is pretty classical. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, thinking about, you know, calendars, this is one way. Um, another way that I've been thinking about, um, and I recently, um, I, I posted about this, but I, I, I found this book uh, somebody introduced me to called Every Moment is Holy. I don't know if you're familiar mm, no. with it. And, and it has a liturgy, uh, a prayer for 
every kind of ordinary thing in your life from huh. beekeeping <laughs> to changing diapers. Right? Okay. And, and while that may sound kind of silly as you read through these prayers and you think about the different ways that it shapes, you know, the, the kind of corporate or community thinking, whether it's your family, whether it's your church, whether, you know, it's, it's your, you know, who you educate with these ways of thinking about life, um, togetherness right there's this there's sort of community thinking that sort of shapes the way um you know maybe i wouldn't pray this way maybe i would be a little more you know casual or, mm-hmm. or something like that but it just brings everybody together and it's just a way of thinking and ordering our our thinking i'm not yes. saying that everybody has to pray according to a liturgical prayer but it does shape us yeah and and, and that order is really wonderful and, and i love that you talk about community because so I, I i went out and i found the the chesterton quote because i couldn't believe i was forgetting it there's some memorable phrasing in here uh, tradition means giving votes to the most obscure of all classes our ancestors. Mm. It is the democracy of the dead. Tradition refuses to submit to the small and arrogant oligarchy of those who merely happen to be walking about. Uh, and so to think of uh, when you're thinking about how, how you can, uh, through your management of time, build community, not only horizontally, you know, or, uh, but, you know, backwards and forwards as well in time, that's, it's a pretty wonderful thing. And, it, and it's real community. Um, you know, there, there are, Christian practices you can have having to do with time that that connect you to Christians throughout the ages. That's a fabulous quote. Would you read that again? Tradition means giving votes to the most obscure of all classes, our ancestors. It is the democracy of the dead. Tradition refuses to submit to the small and arrogant oligarchy of those who merely happen to be walking about. <laughs> we are part of that, yeah. <laughs> that, that little oligarchy. But it, it's, yeah. it, it, it is, it, it's true that, I mean, those who are alive are constantly abusing their power. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and in this age, more than in most. Uh, I love that. The democracy of the dead. Well, on a practical note, as we wrap this podcast episode up, uh, there's a, a video that has uh, probably already gone out by the time this gets this gets published uh, to our Kepler family, but um, it's it's worth talking about here. We are uh, adjusting the Kepler academic calendar for 2022-2023 to reflect or better reflect our values as a classical Christian platform that serves homeschool families. Right. So, yeah. So a couple of changes. And, and, you know, I was thinking about this as, as um, you know, just in my experience as pastoring, you know, for, for a number of years, whenever you make a change, you know, there's always this rejection, tolerance, acceptance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think it was Mark Twain that says the only people who like change is a wet baby. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, a change sometimes feels inconvenient, but I really think the benefits that are, you know, that are going to be had are, are really, um, they're going to be worth it. So here's a, a few of the quick benefits. We're moving our calendar up two weeks, right? So we, we're going to start August 22nd this year instead of Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Right? And and so we're, we're going to start uh, two weeks earlier. That is going to allow us to finish the first semester before Christmas break. I don't think anyone's going to complain about no. that one. <laughs> I, I think kids are, you know, students are going to love that, you know, the most. Now, adding to that, it's also going to afford us a three-week Christmas break. Mm. So the last two weeks of December, the first week of 
the new year. And I think that does reflect somewhat of our values yes. as focusing on people being down during the, the holidays, you know, from their other endeavors to really focus on Christ, you know, in, in their families and, and get the rest that they need. And then the other change that's going to come to that is our spring break. Mm. And so uh, you mentioned before that, you know, different schools and organizations have different spring breaks and families are always conflicted (laughs) if they've got kids in different places, but we are going to, to have spring break for two weeks. It's the week before Easter and the week after Easter. Wonderful. Yes. So we started the Easter downtime. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is the right way to go about things because, you know, Christian time is a time of feasting in the middle of warfare. Yes. That's a good way to put it. We got to take time for feasting. And hey, you know, I wasn't behind this at all. uh, So I can just straight up say, good job, Kepler. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Well, families, good visiting with you. I hope you'll think about uh, your time and the way you mark time along with others uh, to show the priorities that ought to be in our lives. So long, everybody.